Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Boo, Kool-Aid drinkers. Uh, We are back uh, recording this the night, uh, 8 o'clock, so a few hours after the Lions. Heartbreaker loss in overtime, uh, 37-31 at the hands of the Seahawks. Again, a very similar game to last year in a lot of ways, unfortunately. Not only was it the second game, but there's a lot of points. Uh, we're going to get into all that in a moment. But before we do, let's introduce who's here. I'm the Blue Kool-Aid crew, so I'm Big Z. And then we got Rudd Dog. Yo. Rudd Dog, really quick. Give me your one-minute just instant reaction to this game. One minute instant reaction. Okay. Yep. Well, oh, now you have mean, 58 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. It was a. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, it was a tough game played between two good teams. I mean, I, I know like people want, I, I think we're better than the Seahawks, but it was the Seahawks are a tough team and they came ready to play and they made more plays than we did. The key plays really. Uh, the turnovers is what really cost us that game. It was a tough turnovers. game, a tough battle. I think uh, the defense, I think a lot of people are crapping on the defense. I think they played a better game than people realized, but at the same time, there were some notably bad performances and plays, especially in the secondary. I'd say they struggled, but the pass rush as well. So it's, anyway, but I still think overall That's they like, played a better game than people think. Even Dan Campbell said. Any secondary I think is going to struggle when the quarterback has Four yeah. seconds every play to throw the ball. It was brutal. Like where did Hutchinson go is. today? Like in the, and I it, thought it we were like going to face all these scrub tackles. No, oh. yeah, and it wasn't like he was double teamed every play. Uh, our I, I saw our D tackles too have like one on one opportunities. They were losing consistently. Uh, <laughs> it's really I heard frustrating. They recorded zero <laughs> stats. Our D tackles recorded zero stats. Uh, I'm looking at the box score recorded. now. Like no tackles, no Whoa. pressures. No. <laughs> I'm still looking. I'm still <laughs> looking. <laughs> God, you know who had brutal. actually? You know who had more tackles than our and then our D tackles? Uh, Sam Laporta and Amandra St. Brown because they both turned oh. it. There was two well, turnovers. Two guys who I would say were. Tackle. Good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yes. And it was not good. The only sack was Anzalone, a key one uh, near the end of the game. That but, was key. Alas, yeah, he made a big play. He did. Granted, Gino kind of gifted us that a little bit. I mean, Gino should have oh, got rid of that did. ball. But, you know, they still he, made the play. I mean, the, to yes, be fair, the turnovers. Like, I think that was like the cumulative sacks of the game that we couldn't get. <laughs> like, they just came on one play. Because, <laughs> like, 
I mean, we just seem to struggle every time we face these mobile quarterbacks. It almost turns their O line, I feel like, into like invincible. Like we our D line just struggles like against these mobile quarterbacks. They get, their pass rush sucks. Like even last game against Mahomes, like we didn't ever get home really. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, had a better game in the first game than this. He one. did. He um, he way better game, but still, nonetheless, like it's like they struggle to get off these blocks. And get to the quarterback. You think he was held at the end there? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it was a hold. I mean, I guess there's some weird rule that if you uh, are in like a rip move that gets you un- into under the guy's arm, it's not like an immediate hold. It has to like then transition to a hold. Like that position isn't an automatic hold, but he held him. Like mm. you see him, not only does he like kind of hold, grab him by the shoulder just a little bit, he's slick about it, he's quick, but then he literally takes his other hand. And grabs Hutch's arm, <laughs> like grabs his literal yeah. forearm and yanks it. Like that was holding. That's I mean, it was just a terrible non-call. But like it, I, you know, to blame the game on that is silly. This game really came down to the turnovers and just you know some sloppy plays and here and there that just Killer cost turnovers. us. And turnovers in the second half. Another pick CJ six at the. I, 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 is he going to be a? Like, I like him, but like I, I'm like his attitude is like right on the edge for me. Like, is he a good influence on the way he like does things, or is he gonna be toxic and start causing penalties that hurt us if he's not making plays? You know, like yeah, not a smart one. And that and, was uh, a killer. It gave him a second shot yeah. at uh, in the red zone. Like, yeah, right. Made a really nice play, and then they had to do that. Uh, yeah, so like up. that was hugely disappointing i'm not like gonna crap i'm not totally out on him or anything but i just i have that question lurking now because like he's all about making this spectacle he's doing the hood thing and like i mean not the hood thing the ski mask thing and like it's cool i think that's done now it's cool (laughs) while you know he's walking the walk and if you don't but i don't think that's done I think he's gonna. I don't. He's got swag, and this team's got swag, and they know. I think this this game was a gut check. I think they were riding a little high, despite their best efforts on a, an opening win. And I I don't know. It felt a little flatter. I think they. You know. I don't know. Even if it was just that little tiny degree of like, we're we're getting we're good now, and you know what whatever that just does in, to them mentally. Well, I don't think they're thinking that anymore. <laughs> I think that was a wake up call, but nonetheless, we fought to stay in that game. We like we we did some pretty great things to hang around. We probably should have got blown out in the end based on our like mistakes, those fumbles and stuff. Like this game still came down to an overtime that we forced, we managed to force. So, I mean, yeah, and I mean, let, I want to I want to get about that too. Uh, the Lions get the ball back, great field position. And then they kind of take their sweet time. They didn't want to give the ball back to Seattle, um, which is understandable, but they did not give themselves any room to really operate into a touchdown. It, they they yeah. ran plays that kind of made it look like they were settling for a field goal and to get to overtime. I did not appreciate the lack of aggression at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a missed opportunity, especially when the offense is operating <laughs> so well. We were so over-aggressive uh, half the game, too, like or most of the game. Like right. I think... like. Dan clearly wants to just go for it every single time. Like I think that's his default. I don't think like uh, Connor made a uh, comment in our chat about him not trusting the defense uh, when we went for it on fourth down, which 
I mean, I guess I see what he's saying, but to me, that's like you really trust your defense going for a fourth down inside your own territory because you're saying if we don't get this, our defense will step up. Uh, but you know, it is what it is, and uh, it's aggressive. It's super aggressive. But but Dan's just a gut guy. He has an idea. He goes off of instincts, and I think sometimes it's going to be frustrating. It seems frustrating because it's like. You can knock the plays we don't get, but how many times has those fourth down conversions like kept us in games and turned into points? So it's sort of like, you know, if you could say he gave up two field goals or gave up a field goal by going for it on fourth down, but like he also got a seven by going for it on fourth down. So it's I, I like his aggression. I think he's going to keep fine-tuning it as the season goes on. I'm not overly worried about it. This was a tough game. It's one of those ones where every single play mattered and the other team just made more plays. And, you know, that's why it's like it sucks. But at the same time, as far as like our prospects for the season and things like that, I think this is just going to make this team work even harder. And uh, I mean, some people are saying it exposed our roster holes, which I don't know about holes, but Jerry Jacobs, I think you may kind of lent some credence to your point oh. about him being a, an ideal number three instead of a two. Um, he had a Not rough game. a good game for him. From the start of the game, they made a point of emphasis to attack where Jerry Jacobs is lying. I mean, if field. you look at our secondary, it's not even necessarily saying he's bad, but when you look at our secondary, he's clearly the weakest link. Like, who are you going to attack otherwise? Uh, Cam Sutton, Brian Branch kirby joseph or uh freaking you know number two it's just a we got a lot of talent and it's gonna funnel things his way he's got to step up and do a better job though uh or he's gonna get replaced and hopefully you know when manuel mosley gets back he is an upgrade like you think he's gonna be in, i mean i wouldn't i definitely me. think he will be it's the reason we signed um, him i absolutely think he's gonna be an upgrade from what we have this felt so much like last year. I mean, the pick six is killer. Of course, that ruins Goff's uh, I know. In, uh, turnover streak, and it came at the worst time. You know, it could be a, like a bomb at the end of the first half. I had a, like, like a that. premonition that was... on that play. Like, like I felt it like in my gut suddenly that like it was gonna, it was over. It was like coming to an end. Like it just like felt like the series. Oh, it might have been contributed to by them talking about it so damn much on the broadcast they talked about it before the game started i swear too, they take like pride in that shit they take pride in bringing that up they hope they're gonna bust it when they talk about it like <laughs> but uh uh yeah. and it was a bad throw well actually Not, shouldn't that's have happened. dan campbell started to get a little uncomfortable in the... what what's that dan campbell blamed it on gibbs oh really on the route he said he was supposed it was supposed to be like probably like just a hitch right there sit down and Gibbs mm -hmm. ran like a a what a wheel or whatever. Or not, what's that? Uh, like a wedge route, and he cut it deep instead of sitting down. Which I don't know. Gibbs uh, Goff took responsibility as you'd expect, and uh, it doesn't really matter. It was just a you know just a miscommunication. Uh, Gibbs is still young. Uh, it's still early in the season. Things happen, but yeah, it just sucked. Like what a bad timing too. <laughs> like. Right, and at that point in the game, our offensive line was getting a little shaky on pass uh, blocking. They were getting a little bit more of a pass rush at that point in the game. Uh, yeah. Because earlier, but for mo throughout most of the game, though, off the line did a great job pass blocking. It, it was sort of uh, like last week. It was, throw. it was spotty. Like, it's, they're not, they're having, like, dominant, dominant, like, series where they'll just, erase, like, make it, like, where golf is comfortable, and then they're all of a sudden, like, they'll just 
get get like kind of whooped. <laughs> it's weird. And actually, Nelson played a pretty good yeah, game. Yeah, the, the pass blocking has been great. It the the run blocking still leaves uh, room to be desired. So much. Uh, we're averaging three point eight yards per carry. Gibbs is averaging two point four yards a carry. Uh, and but it, so elite run blocking looks like what we saw out of the Eagles on Thursday night yeah. football. You're routinely getting five yards of push. The running back has more than enough room to operate. I mean, Swift had just. Everybody's like, "Oh, Swift is elite and things that." Like, Swift well, looked that, good. That, I, he looked good, but the reason he looked good is because he had holes the but size yeah, of a semi truck to run he, through. He, not everyone <laughs> can utilize those holes like that. Like he was, no, he was you, making dudes miss in those would, holes. Yeah, do you think Gibbs could put up similar? Numbers oh no, I ag- given the same opportunity. I agree. It's like even the Seahawks were getting like. I mean, we did a pretty good job against the run all game actually overall not all game there were some play series where they just were like that especially that uh, kid out of michigan state was it or michigan whatever kenneth walker yeah he kind of he broke yeah but i mean they averaged he averaged two and a half yards of carry it right uh, like i, I said, mean there's a couple overall in the red zone it was a little better for them well early on he had a few down. chunker gains on us where he just made dudes he broke tackles and stuff it looked pretty bad but we locked down the run for the most part pretty good but at the same time I think some of that was because they kept finding what they needed through the air. <laughs> like, right, yeah. 32 of 41, uh, Geno Smith was, 328 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the one sack at the end of the game uh, that we mentioned with Anzalone where he ran backwards, that was helpful. But, um, yeah, I mean, he had all day to throw. Uh, just you, you, you could pick whoever he wanted to throw to, and they seemed to be open uh, because that that's what happens when you have four the five seconds to throw every play yeah, so it's, in the NFL. These guys are going to get open eventually. It becomes an impossible job, no matter how good your secondary is. Yeah, I don't know what um, happened to Hutch today. I thought he was going to have a better game. Uh, that was something. Yeah, these are backup tackles, and one I of which uh, wasn't even on NFL roster until four days ago, hell? Uh, and he's 42 years old. I mean, I guess Jason Peters Nelson had a similarly good game, uh, <laughs> though, and he's a, he's a backup tackle that Honestly, I was really surprised. I thought we were going to move Big V out to tackle and move put Glasgow at guard, but uh, mm-hmm. they trusted Nelson, and uh, it seemed like their trust was well placed. Um, they, yeah, and Big V went down. I didn't see. Uh, I haven't seen. He injury. like that was scary. What happened? He like just wasn't moving. He was laying there. I I, yeah. I assumed it was his. Uh, oh, it's his knee uh, that they said is hurt. So I'm not sure. Uh... What was his knee? That was so weird because he was just laying there like he was dead. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, other injuries in this game. Luckily, Joseph and CJ DJ uh, came back into this game. Yeah. I thought they were both going to be out. Um, James Houston might be out for a while. That's what uh, Campbell said. That was the only one so, he gave it, an answer on. Really bizarre, too, to see uh, James Houston in coverage on the tight end down the uh, sideline and on a wheel route. Not uh, that probably bizarre. Probably not the best defensive alignment. <laughs> I think they... Yeah, I mean, just not... I mean, that's a a, bet, a matchup any team's going to take advantage of. So, I, 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 I wasn't... I mean, they, they just caught him in the wrong... The line's on the wrong defense there. Yeah. But well, do you think right this is a bigger too. problem with Aaron Glenn? Uh, one of our Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Connor... Uh, <laughs> Oh, I don't know if he's emotional, but he's calling for Glenn's head. I uh, don't know about all that. I, I like here's the thing. Like, 
what's Glenn going to do to make Aiden Hutchinson beat the third string tackle better? Like, you know what I mean? Like the guy's got to win in the trenches and we just didn't win in the trenches. See, but I saw Hutch a lot standing up on the edge again. He likes that. That was was when he got better last year. He did that in college too. He seemed to have, like, he likes to see the thing, things develop. Like, I don't know what was with him today. Like something about, but like, it also just seems clear. The Seahawks have like our number for whatever reason and i feel like this is not a game that's endemic of this team like this is like this team for some reason just comes in and they just have a way of i don't know getting in our heads or something like like this was our revenge game and all that but they still came out looking sort of flat um especially on defense i don't know like it just was weird the whole game felt weird it never felt like even our offense. I mean, well, once the fumble happened, everything kind of just cascaded there. I thought Seattle's pretty clever. They uh, they use a lot of play action, a lot of bootleg, uh, naked bootleg to uh, put a lot of men in protection to help with the um, a lot of chipping on the edge too. They did a lot of chipping on on the uh, that's, on the edge. That's but true. That, that comes down. To, uh, but why? I just really wish we had a dominant D tackle. Ali McNeil has disappointed me in two games. Yeah, he far. is not impressed. Like I, I was expecting big things, and I still am. I think, you know, I whatever it is, it's still like oh, there's. It's a marathon. Like uh, who said that? Like one of the guys said that. Like it. This is early. This team is still right, learning. This is a new team from last year. Like I hope they had carried a little more polish uh, into the season, but you know it's. That might have been overestimating because you still have new group dynamics, new players, and new positions, and like you just gotta—they got these guys gotta learn to really gel together. Like last year, we saw what happens when this team gels, and you know we think we got way more talent now, and they just need to learn to gel. And right now, there's clearly a bunch of clunkiness in their works. They're not smooth operating. The offense showed more of it for most of the game, but at the same time. It seemed like we usually fell short because of our own sort of. We always give seem to give up a big play on a pass rush or something. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they put a lot of faith in all our skill players to block more than most teams do. <laughs> like outright, like putting you know freaking Laporta on a D end, um, things like that. Like you know, he's yeah. a good blocker, but those guys are way bigger and stronger <laughs> and the more they see the opportunity the more likely they're going to get a win there same thing with like that was a weird play to put gibbs like i think they were like let's just they'll never expect gibbs to block the linebacker in the hole and that's because yeah that's why <laughs> like he just <laughs> gave up uh you know he kind of got blown up like like i I'm, I'm all about gibbs but like you got to give the kid a, in a better situation than that. I think one day he'll know how to handle that better, but he was not right. ready for it. And you know, they definitely use Gibbs more effectively in this game. Uh, you can see where they're going with him. A lot more motion, well, a lot more cross, more uh, yeah. whip routes, of the oh. middle option routes. He should have had a uh, big one on that He did drop a key one. Drop, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had a lot of room to run on that one, too. That, that was rough. That sucked. That was killer. Killed the drive uh, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like you just you got young guys still playing key roles, and like so you got Laporta getting blown up to give up a big play, but at the same time Laporta made some tremendous plays, both blocking oh. and oh. catching. Can I <laughs> catching though some just absolutely beastly catches? I, I heard the uh, most, and you can see why they drafted him where they did. I heard the most ridiculous take today. Like someone only saw that play 
and then like made the most ridiculous take. I think it was on Woodward Sports post game show, and they talked about how, well, you know, we had Hawkinson before, and he was good at blocking. So, uh, like Laporta, you know, he's not that as good as like we don't have that Hawk. I'm like, have you seen what Laporta's doing? Hawk was never planting dudes. Like that wasn't happening. He was not. That was the thing we always he was were supposed to be. We were always frustrated by his bad blocking. Like <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? What is he saying? Like, yeah, that's just ignorant. Like, did you see later in the game he flattened the dude on the down in the red zone? I think it was on the touchdown run. But like, he is way better in every way that i can see so far than hawkinson was as a rookie at the very least if not yeah especially as a rookie but projecting especially to be all around better <laughs> like he like he's getting beat some plays like they're using these traps and stuff with him and he's not always winning but he is often winning <laughs> like in, in impressive ways and as he gets better and better at that like oh my god he's gonna be such a weapon Absolutely, and and uh, that that catch he had over the middle uh, mm. on third down, where it looked like it was an interception, he almost took it away, and and had the also just the the little bit of yak to get to the first down too, because that that was Terrific. probably three yards short. I mean, he showed uh, why we drafted him in this game. Like the oh, yak yeah. was fantastic. Like the one where he dragged uh, the linebacker like three yards after the play sideways. Like that was so sick. He looked every bit the stud we drafted him to be and and that's why this whole game like there were flashes from all the guys that we want i feel like to stand out like our especially his rookie class branch made some plays um jack campbell was a little more invisible in this game i didn't notice him a whole lot uh uj wanted me to bring right. up why why wasn't he in on coverage plays when uh barnes was out there getting toasted which i'm not sure is accurate rodrigo was too Rodrigo was often getting toasted. Mm. I can at least think of four off the top of my head immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Especially from the tight end. The tight ends were, uh, again, it's it's so tough when you don't have a pass rush. That's why yeah. the elite, all the elite, de- every elite defense, they don't, you don't, you don't think of an elite defense and not think they have an elite pass rush. It usually starts there. Yeah. And like, that was the <laughs> whole thing. We carried count. nine guys to be that, right? Like. Though I will say, yes. does this get Bugs a chance next week? Like, what the fuck? Someone or Roderick has... Martin? They're both in, inactive. This should get someone a chance because that was... I mean, again, it wasn't a terrible performance all around. Like, they did at least hold up pretty stout in the run game. Though, again, I'm that's skewed a bit by how successful the pass game was. But, like, yeah, I think you need someone to, to who's going to try go in there and shake things up up the middle. We need a pass rush. Right. I mean, we need a pass rush. Like, that was that was the thing. You have to beat their formation. You have to get someone who can beat, get off their blocks, and like that's the only way to beat that extra protection like that. You gotta collapse it. Someone has to get in there, and no one did. Like nobody. And Houston was out early, which was a bummer because I was hoping they were gonna use him more, and it looked like they were ready to. And then he's right. hurt, and it's like, damn. But because uh, he's the Charles kind of, Harris too, we haven't heard much from him in two games thus far. Yeah, just uh, that holding penalty he drew last week, um, yes. which pretty clutch to be fair. It was, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, no, like that whole D line was quiet today. I didn't see anyone well, looking impressive. Ball for them going forward, I'm sure it will uh, be. Like that's the thing. Like, sometimes you it doesn't just get easier next check. week. Atlanta is two zero. They they have a really good offensive line as well. Uh, a mo- another mo- very mobile quarterback. Yeah, 
it just shows where we're at. We still are a developing team, even if we are a team that's expecting to compete this year. Like we have places we need to clearly improve. (laughs) And I think it'll coaching can get it all done. That's like the thing. Like last year, I think we were talent deficient, but coaching still brought out the most of this team. And this year with more talent, uh, I think we're gonna see this team start to gel and I think it'll be sooner than later. Well, I certainly hope you're uh, right about that. Uh, you know who I, who we can fault Rudd dog is the lions fans. <laughs> uh, by all accounts know. that play, I mean, I think the TV does a little better job these days, like capturing lowering the noise a little bit more, but, uh, no. it, by all accounts, it was super loud in there and people couldn't hardly hear themselves think. Uh, <laughs> so kudos to the fans on, you know, showing up and showing out in that regard. Uh, it wasn't on them. No. Uh, the performance. That's what all the players are saying, too, uh, as well. They they don't want the Kool-Aid to run dry because of one loss on the home opener. Uh, there's still – it's a long season to go. Uh, I don't think it will. And, no, I don't think so either. I mean, the excitement they, they, wasn't they about – chance next week. The excitement around this team isn't short-term, like – it's, unless I mean it can be if it fizzles out really bad, but like I don't think that's gonna happen. But the excitement around this team is because people recognize what they've built. This team is built the organization from the bottom up to from the top down, just all new. Like it, this organization is being built for sustainability, and so like one game like this hurts, it sucks, but it's just one more step on the road that we're you know going in the right direction still and. This was just a battle. You know, battles break different ways. They made a play and made a couple plays. But, like, you know, that happens. It's the NFL. It's the most, like, high-parity sport in the world. Like, these games come down to single yeah. plays. And we get, we almost overcame, like, multiple bad plays. So, yeah, Considering the Lions had three turns, I mean, I'll just say two turnovers. One was like a hail mary play at the end of the first half and a fumble. Yeah, that was that was, uh, was crazy. Crazy great but, pass. Oh, unrelated note. Did you see the hail mary that the Denver completed today? No. Uh, they had a hail mary at the end of the game, but then they had they were down eight, so they got the touchdown. Went for two, didn't get it. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a heartbreaker. Uh, but anyways, uh, so the Lions really had two turnovers in this one, and. It just sucked coming out of the first half and you fumble on the first play. Killer. Just killer. Um, yeah, ruined any adv- advantage, too. Uh, but same thing with, like, first drive. You get a dumb penalty after making a stand by freaking CJGJ. Like, we, we right. like Dan Campbell said, we he wanted to start fast out the gate in both halves and failed to do so completely. <laughs> like Yes, they did the opposite. Right. So, I mean... It's just it's it's battle and things go our way, go things go the other way, and in this one we lost. And that team is a tough team. I like that's the thing. Like, I think some people, I, I think people follow the trends like almost like week to week in the NFL, and they're like, oh, the Seahawks lost last week, so like they're gonna lose again. Like, <laughs> no, that if anything, I felt their loss last week had me more like considering the threat they pose, like because. That meant like they were gut. Right, there's always a lot of overreactions, right? Especially after week one in the NFL. And there can be an advantage to losing because losing humbles you. It makes you look closer. It makes you work harder. Like it, and so like I'm expecting fully the Lions to do the same, 
next you know this week and and make up for it against atlanta but like it just you know it 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 can have advantages in losing especially if you're a decent team and they're clearly a decent team they got a lot of weapons on that offense pete carroll knows how to deploy it in a way to kind of limit i think like because i mean i don't know what his limitations are but like i think he gino is not like the best quarterback in the world but he's a very good quarterback when he's like given the right set of circumstances and he clearly had them today <laughs> we like, and it, yeah and four seconds of throwing time well right because <laughs> he was making all the throws sitting comfortably in the pocket but then i mean when we did disrupt the pocket he just escaped and that's just like so frustrating yeah there was definitely some opportunities on blitzes uh we had and we did not get him down it, it, I, I can't say he like made a huge like juking move either he just kind of stood his ground yeah they like over anticipated like uh like a counter move by him or something in the pocket. Uh, there was one on a like a double corner blitz that we had, um, and CJ Gardner Johnson missed him. Was that the one badly. where he just stood in there and delivered the ball straight down the middle of the field? Like, yeah, I believe we're talking about the same. Barely, thing. Tur- it looked like it was going to be like a sack, and it turned into a big play. That was like the story right. of the game. It felt like, <laughs> oh, we're about to get him, and then he. We well, can't blitz both corners and uh, not get him. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's going to result in bad bad news. Uh, yeah, no kidding. On the back end. But yeah, I mean, what do you um, what are you doing when you know your front four ain't getting any pressure? Right. Uh, some other good though. I I really in, I, I I overall I really enjoyed the Ben Johnson play calling in this game. I thought it was pretty good. I, again, the 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 rush game still leaves a little bit of desire, but I thought he really perfectly timed uh, the rush game was starting to get going a little bit more with Montgomery and they perfectly timed yeah. out the flea flicker uh, to Cleef Raymond. So I thought that was really oh, that was an excellent well-timed play, play call uh, from Ben Johnson and a great throw and catch uh, from Goff to Raymond. Yeah, so route, the route by Raymond was really nice to fake it. Like it was a run play. Yeah, he, he continues to be a really, like a really solid complimentary wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, the guys no one talks about when they think the Detroit Lions are the guys like carrying this team. Well, except for Amon Ra, he's the one who's really stepping up. Yep. But like Josh Reynolds and thank you, Khalif Raymond are both playing excellent football for this team. Josh Reynolds again, just a great performance out of him. Just super reliable guy uh-huh. when you need a play to be made. Uh, sixty-six yards, two touchdowns. Uh, five catches on six targets, uh, and he just uh, he continues to look great. I mean, he's, whenever we have a big play, I expect the ball to go to him now almost more than a, a Mon Ron. Somebody, I don't know why people sleep on him so much because, like, he has done that pretty much since he's arrived on this team, right. other than when he was injured last year. Maybe that's why the injury part of the season, and then everyone was focused on Chark and kind of forgot about Reynolds. But when Reynolds is our number one, like, outside receiver he tends to be effective and he also is effective enough to open up like Amon Ra and stuff. Like he can be that number one. He's six, three, uh, like 220 pounds, something like that. He's not the fastest, but he's fast enough. Like the dude's a, a rock solid number one wide receiver, like an elite two. Um, definitely. And you know, you know who, uh, isn't a number one or number two or number three, Marvin Jones. Uh, yeah, he continues to just. Uh, well, I, that's uh, probably when James why Williams comes back. Uh, he might not be on the active. Yeah, it's a possibility because uh, well, you. I mean, I think the Lions know it too because you had Antoine Green getting a catch today for the first time for mm-hmm. two yards. But still, like 
uh, the fact that he's out there, I think, suggests that maybe. I mean, I like having him on the team and all that, for but like if he's holding up the spot for someone who could be more effective, we might need to, you know, consider a replacement there. He just doesn't. I mean, this is this is the kind of wide receiver he is. He doesn't get separation. He's a fifty-fifty ball guy uh, who's got good possession, gets good body position. Um, but I, I just don't know if that quite fits in our offense. Our offense demands more wide receivers that are great route runners that create a little bit of separation. And uh, I don't know if that's totally. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be working. Uh, at least the first two weeks of the season. No, uh, they haven't. I don't. Him and Goff haven't gotten in really in sync. And like. I don't know these. They, we've played a couple physical secondaries too, where like with some bigger, faster guys who can play aggressive, you know, tight coverage type thing. Granted, you'll see that a lot in the NFL, but like I think he'll 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 have some opportunity depending on different teams we face. But I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm just as fine. I was happy he was the one who fumbled last week and not like Reynolds or someone else because he's the old guy. He we can you know like. He's not First the fumble of his career. I know. How impressive is that? Long career too. Yeah, no what kidding. That's why, like, I love the guy and I love having him around. But you know, this team needs to. Granted, I don't feel a desperate need to replace him. It's not like our offense isn't finding success. You know, with the guys, right? That we do yeah, have. I mean, their offense definitely stepped up a lot more this week uh, compared to the week one, which is what you want to see. You want to see that improvement. Um, it always takes the offense turnovers. a little more. It always <laughs> takes the offense longer to get to because uh, you know week one of the NFL this year was the lowest amount of touchdowns scored in uh, twenty years uh, in week one of the NFL. I actually like that. So, Time for the defense to make a resurgence. But you know that's like the thing yeah. in all this yeah. game. Does it not feel like we should have probably won that game if it wasn't for like things? We- of course we should have. Like turnovers. It, that was the big key. They got 14 points off turnovers. We we went to overtime. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. Like we still with those type of with those type of numbers, we should be losing by double digits. It still felt like a game so where we were the better team lining. and they just made the plays today. Like it and that's why mm-hmm. like I'm not sitting here moping or anything. I, I this is it I'm not even I like people are like saying this is depressing. I'm like, I'm not even depressed. It's it's a bummer. It sucks, but like I don't this team is about so much more than just this game. It, this, like this, this for once, it feels like, you know, you can trust that the season's going to at least play out in a. Well, then again, oh god, I'm saying that now. <laughs> We've seen reality bend in a completely different direction. You know, after all, the <laughs> the most surprising thing this weekend was that how far off my prediction was. Um, what a seventy-three to nothing. <laughs> Seventy-five, <whatever>. but. <laughs> Yeah, um, not not as close as I thought. So, David Montgomery has had uh, how many carries did he have today? Sixteen, right? Sixteen. He was running well too. He had sixteen carries. Uh, yeah, especially as the game went on, he was getting better. That's why it sucked to see him leave because he was he was a hot. Uh, yeah, Gibbs never got a groove going at all. Unfortunately, um, but anyways, uh, so sixteen. So he has had nine hundred fifty-two carries in his career including today and that was his fifth fumble uh, of his career so <laughs> point wait five out of a thousand roughly that's i mean like it's pretty good five percent it took pretty extreme it's a circum- half a percent <laughs> pretty extreme circumstances uh, to cause it you know a player blowing up a player like that in the backfield 
a big D lineman. So I'm not I'm not forgiving it. It's still a fumble, but I mean, as fumbles go, you know, it wasn't like he wasn't protecting the ball. That he it was just a good play by the defense. Right. I just really hope we uh we see him back out there because uh he's yeah. important to this offense for sure. Yeah, because like that's the thing. As good as I think Gibbs can be, I don't think he has the vision yet for the NFL that like Montgomery has. Uh, right. he's 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 not seeing everything just yet. There's times where he rushes it where he should be slow playing at times where he slow plays it where he should be rushing it. And uh you know, it's fine. He's a rookie, he's gotta develop. Definitely. Uh but he, he does look really good as a receiver, and uh, I think we're gonna see I mean it's yeah. catches today. Uh we need to get him in space where there's not someone like immediately trying to tackle him all the time. <laughs> like he needs a little yeah, bit him, of room like, to maneuver. Up. Right. And, like, we just haven't found the way to do that yet. Um, I, I really thought he was going to have a touchdown today. And I think everybody on our podcast did, too. A lot of us predicted that he'd score I thought today. he was going to go off today. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, we just aren't opening yeah. those holes yet. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No, we are not. No, we are not. Uh... But it's coming. I did really like the fourth down play call in the uh, red zone. Well, the one it was where the, it was like a it was a fake. Uh, I, I believe it was the Gibbs. Gibbs was like the the, the decoy yeah. guy, and, and yeah, yeah. But Amon Ra on the, on the counter trap, yeah, that was sick. fake, fake uh, motion. I, I, it was it was a really good play call on fourth down. I, I'm surprised he didn't score on it. Actually, I know. I thought he was to about to save a touchdown, second. but. Really crafty play calling right there from uh, Ben Johnson and team uh, on a key down. Uh, did you think it was a uh, pass interference on that uh, other fourth down attempt? Devin Witherspoon on Josh Reynolds. That was the one Josh Reynolds didn't catch. Uh, Josh Reynolds was crossing from right to left. Oh, is that uh, the one where he like fell? Uh, right. That, like, the only thing I could kind of see was that he hooked his thigh a little bit that caused his foot to fall short and stumble, which was like, it wasn't easy to see. So like I could see the no call. Like it wasn't like he didn't get tangled with him all that much, but he did just hook his thigh enough as he was falling. So, I mean, technically I think it was pass interference, but it's not one where I'm like, how do they not call that? Cause it looked pretty, you know, Pretty ticky tack, and but like it, it, it was he he tripped him. Ah, yeah, that that was a killer. But yeah, I agree with you. It wasn't uh, we've seen a lot worse called, and and that holding call that we mentioned about on Hutch, uh, that is that should not go in the Hall of Fame of missed refereeing calls, like uh, you know the Aquara in Green Bay. No, so, uh, the. Brandon Pettigrew pass interference, batting the ball out of bounds on Monday Night Football against Seattle and Seattle, et cetera. Yeah. Um, no, that does not belong there. No, the officials d- didn't lose us this game. Uh, no, I would agree. That's that is for sure. But I will say, I, I really enjoyed uh, Greg Olson's commentary. He was like just calling things out. 
like as soon as they were happening, he like his ability to process like strategies and and like notice like when they got that uh illegal formation, mm-hmm. like he knew knew it like right away. Obviously, as a NFL tight end, but like he also noticed right away when Dan Campbell when we went for it on fourth down by when we ran it on third down. He's like, oh, there's only one reason they'd run it right there because <laughs> he knows he has two plays to get the fourth down or get the conversion. Yeah, Greg- like a lot of people like Greg Olson. Uh, his analysis uh, is excellent. He knows the game yeah, so really well, and he can, that he can read things without. I mean, a lot of those. He's not the only one. There's other good ones out there who can do similar things. But I was, I just really enjoyed it. I would agree. No, I, I think they do a really good job, and it's very unbiased as well. Sometimes you get like, you know, a lot of people hate on Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. His bias is a certain quarterback. He's all right. I actually have one, maybe one of the few that don't. Mind He's like seduced you over the out, years. I think Chris Collinsworth calls out some uh, good. I think Did he, he say nice things about your eyes or something? Because you used to like not like him. Now like you, you're kind of like one of He's his got, like uh, what, backers. When you watch some of these other games, some of the analysis is horrible. And I think I think he offers some. I honestly don't hate Collinsworth either. Like game. he has a bit of he has like a, a is he's enjoyable enough. He used to bother me more too. I, I don't know. Something about him has just grown on me over the years. You know what is a little he loves the game painful. Um, what's that? What is the draft that Micah Parsons went in? Uh, I I didn't get the chance to look this up before we hopped on. Uh, when we picked Penn, like who did we draft in that draft? Who did we Sewell. draft? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's the only yeah. reason we're okay with it. <laughs> that's the only reason. Like, <laughs> if we if we didn't take it's just Sewell, such a pain when you watch when you watch the Cowboys game and see him just dominate week after week. I know. Like, do you ever? Did he ever have painful. a game like Hutch has had today? Like, I just don't. I like that's the thing. I hear that too. Like, people talk about Bosa and Hutch or Bosa and Parsons. Like, those guys don't get quiet like this, do they? Like. Those guys always no. seem to have a way to show up. I thought, really thought Hutch was going to step up towards the end there, especially after he got. See, like, those guys have a little more freak athleticism, a little more uh, and like empower than Hutch offers. Uh, Hutch, Hutch, it more is like technique driven in, in his success, and sometimes if that technique's not working, a bit more. Like you, yeah. you will routinely see him run, like run counter move after counter move, spin move after spin move. I know. I don't really see. The only reason he gets home on a bull rush is if uh, the defense backs through their job right away and he, he has enough time to, like, because he, he, he's got, you know, this hyper engine yeah. um, where he doesn't quit. And we'll never blame him for not, like, giving 100% every game. Um, he's not without his own level but that, of But that's just a slight, yeah. slight difference between those two guys. Uh, it's that's... I, I mean, that was what they said coming out of the draft. I think that's why a guy like Trayvon Walker went right before him. Oh, absolutely. Just a little more ceiling. Uh, but but also Hutch at the higher, way higher floor. Yeah, right. And because Hutch is uh, not, is, uh, he's is a freak in he, his own right. Uh, but he's not on that right. level of speed and twitch. But like he, I mean, Hutch had a great play in this game, re- recognizing the screen on that one because that would have gone for big yards that if was he just nice. didn't. Uh, and he he's really good at recognizing uh, those type plays uh, so far in his career. Just that that instinctive type feeling for the screen game, the short passes uh, when he's called to do it. I have a feeling he's um, going to rebound after this game too, because I bet, oh, yeah, it's a long I bet he's pissed. I bet he's pissed about how he played. Like not, not even that he like, it, like effort. Maybe he is questioning his effort. I don't know. You know what's in his head. What, I'm sure he put it all out there, but, but, but like, I, I just want 
I want to make it clear to our listeners and then our other blue Kool-Aid drinkers. I want to hear, oh, you, you hate on Hunter. You think Hunter's bad, blah, blah, blah. No, we think Hunter's a great player. We're just, oh, yeah. We we wish we saw more out of him today because we needed it because uh, no one else yeah. was coming home. Uh, but Yeah, it was a disappointing performance, <laughs> I'd say. Like, If you think that was a good Hunter performance, then you are not demanding much out of him i guess i would i would i would assume he's demanding more out of himself as well some of me thinks like we get a little too caught up in the cult control rush maybe there's other ways to counter a uh mobile quarterback than always having to do bracketing rush where like you have to rush perfectly because mm-hmm. that takes so much juice off your pass rush when you do it that way like if you always have a perfectly disciplined rush that means you're not full throttle the same way you're not just off the chain you're not just trying to get to the quarterback and i get that that can kill you but why not just switch to a spy concept from time to time to free up your pass rush you know like i don't maybe they did and i just didn't notice it because i know they did spy them uh really nicely on that one third down or fourth down was it where uh like they had guys the ready. no uh they spied uh gino white out of the backfield on like a third and short and he didn't get it because he like stepped up and tried to run, but they're like, I think Barnes was right there. Like they spied it. They clearly had spies on him. I don't, I don't know if you don't. You might try to remember the play. It was going. I don't know. Like there's no way to orient in which direction it was going. But yeah, it was going down the. They were like probably, it was like third and two or and they, and they stopped him because he had no room to go. I think he still like managed to not get sacked or threw the ball away or something, but. Uh, it was nice to see a spy for once, but like, let's use that concept to free up your pass rush a little bit. Maybe they did. I don't know. And if they did, then I don't know what the answer is. These guys just need to play better because it is frustrating to watch Hutch just hitting all these moves and just kind of like <laughs> not going anywhere. <laughs> like, right. Um, yeah, I, I I just want to see this defense dominate a game though. Like we see, but, I mean, we're it just feels like we're miles away from the likes of like a San Francisco, like a Cowboys, even like the Cleveland Browns that we saw uh, last week against the Bengals. You know, I think today actually uh, highlighted something though that O line, the way it played for the Seahawks, like because everyone keeps trying to asterisk our freaking win against the Chiefs. It's like. Why do you, you why are you so sure if Kelsey and those guys played that it would have just turned out complete it could have turned out completely different like you don't know Yeah, we don't know. Like look at how these guys played. Sometimes like when you're the backup and you step up like you get unexpected performances from those guys because one they're getting their shot at you know really showing something and like mm-hmm. and and then they're also going to hear all week how they're the weakness and the reason their team's going to lose like you, you you get surprising performances, and I'd say they put on a like a really good performance. So I mean, you got to give credit to them. Like Hutch wasn't just stopped because he wasn't trying hard. Those guys played really well, and uh, it's like, gosh, you expect more from Hutch, but at the same time, those guys played well. They're pros too. They get paid to do the job, and today they played better overall because we still got them off the field a good amount of times you know like it wasn't like last year where there was no punting (laughs) like it wasn't that bad like the defense did actually and like think about this way too how much of the the game do those turnovers influence the defense like the the first touchdown or the second touchdown 
was because of the fumble. Like, that was killer, giving him a super short field like that. Oh, yeah. And then, like, uh, same thing I mean, on the other turnover, a pick six. Like, the defense didn't just. years in a row. The defense wasn't the only reason to cost us this game. It was kind of, it was a nope. team effort, and both sides did good things and bad things. But, like, if I had to pick a unit that just looked like they struggled the most, it was that front seven and getting pressure. Right. No, I would agree. Uh, it just, two years in a row, high-scoring affair, uh, and a pick six that cost us the game, probably, uh, well, against the Seahawks in week two. It was only, it was, there was so... I think the fumble was, was the play. I, I think that was the more pivotal play, personally. Yeah. The fumble turn changed everything. Like we were getting ready to like basically run away with that game for a second, and then we get the right. fumble, and that just changed. Then everything. we turn around and we score right after. It that. was a good answer, so good response. It was good yeah. response, but, but it should have been twenty-one-seven. So yeah, no, that was fourteen. To me, the offense's two turnovers were definitely the main problem. That was the main difference. It was a one-score yeah, game, and we had two turnovers that were converted for points. Though I will say we forgot about the uh, the unspoken hero of the game. Uh, the air the conditioning air conditioner, yes. <laughs> it did its job today. <laughs> <laughs> Two missed field goals. I, get, uh, I love it. For some reason, kickers struggle a little bit when they come into Ford Field. I know, it's weird. Unless you're Justin Tucker and hit a, oh, a, yeah. an NFL that was ridiculous. record field goal. God. To win the game. Um. But yeah, that that was uh, wild to see the two misses. Uh, especially the first one was like horrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- I think Cam Sutton continues to look really good though. There's a positive. Uh, he looks all right. Like he's when that was actually the thing. Like we didn't get torched. We never got just beat outright. Like we made them work every drive to score. Like there was never a breakout long touchdown. Like, there were big plays, but there was never, like, you know, that kind of level of big play for just a touchdown. Like, most times, there was always someone there to tackle them, though we did miss tackles. That was frustrating. There's more missed yeah, tackles. Especially on the tight ends. God, that was. Tight end. Yeah, what the heck? Like, these no name tight ends were killing us. Though, yeah, uh, big boys. So did Noah <laughs> Font on that one. Right. Yeah. Um, he made probably maybe the biggest play of the game, actually. That was a long play for them. Parkinson, right? It's a tight end, too. And Tisdale um, or something? Tizzy? Yeah, so they're, they're tight ends. Tilly? 97, um, 120, 132 yards receiving other tight ends. Yeah, their tight ends were good. I mean, but that, Not good. That was like the, the way they were scheming, though. It kind of reminded me of our scheme a lot, like the crossing patterns of tight ends and stuff to distract and drag and all that. Like, mm-hmm. And it was working really effectively. We had no good answer. And again, the pass rush <laughs> was the was yeah. But I, like I like I mentioned, I mean they they did a pretty good job kind of moving the pocket around a little bit. Uh, it wasn't just straight drop back and throw. There was a lot of play action, a lot of uh, bootlegs. Yeah. So and and we play the Falcons next week. I, you you bet they're going to do a lot of that because I was watching uh, the the Packers Falcons game kind of on the next screen and uh, they. They have a very mobile quarterback. Uh, they do a lot of motion. Ritter, they have a ri- Ritter, yes. Um, but th- they do a lot of bootlegs to get him kind of out of the pocket, move him 
uh, get him on the run because he is mobile and because they have good white. It's going to be a tough match. Every game is a freaking mobile I haven't seen the line yet, but I would imagine the Lions are going to be underdogs next week. If not, it's a pick them. Are the Lions like the last team with a pocket passer? Is Jared Goff the last great pocket passer in the NFL? Uh, No, you got Stafford on the Rams. Oh, yeah, Stafford. There's not many of them. I mean, there's a few. Two two on Miami is a pocket passer. Yeah, but he's he's mobile enough. Mobile. Well, well, now that he's I don't think he injured, wants to be mobile anymore. But, uh, uh, wow, uh, the Lions are four and a half point favorites next week. That's shocking. Uh, that's at least on ESPN here on the line. Hmm. We're underdogs or, or favored? No, said. we're favored by four and a half. It was against the line today. I, I hear that too, like this offhand, like, oh, uh, the, the Falcons are two and oh, but we know they're not a good team. It's like, do we? <laughs> like, the Falcons are a very good. Team. They have some absolute weapons on offense, and like uh, and now Kyle you got the two Pitts top and... running backs drafted, and Gibbs and Bijan going. I I mean Bijan Robinson looked great. He had 120 yards, I think. He's looked. Day. He's uh, definitely looked uh, overall probably better than Gibbs. I'd say just in sense that like he is so clearly such an intuitive runner. Like yeah, he has great vision. A great, great wiggle, vision. great vision. Like mm-hmm. Gibbs clearly has that explosion, but he's not finding the holes the same way but again i feel like that's our run blocking to some extent like we're not getting the holes that some of these teams are creating i don't know like right i don't know what it is that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying right yeah i'm agreeing with you like they're just not it's not happening yet and i don't know why we're supposed to have this great old line like i know i want to go back and watch hopefully i have the time this week to, to go back and watch the all 22 film uh from the end zone view to see what what's going on with the run game blocking, because uh, even see even when like Montgomery got like some of the six yard runs, mm-hmm. uh, he had to wiggle a lot. He, yeah, he's wiggling and then he he's carrying the pile a little bit forward. Right, what they I think got him. Uh, one of the reasons they got him for is because he can do that uh, right. really effectively. But it'd be nice if he you know just had a little easier time getting through. <laughs> I know that's why like I thought he was you know? gonna have such a big year because he was gonna have so many holes, but so far the holes have just not been. I mean, we're getting holes, but we're not getting big holes, and we're not getting them consistently enough. I would agree. I would agree. I think. I think. But at least the pass blocking, I think, has been excellent, uh, largely, with a few exceptions. With like, but... yeah, it seems like both games there's like a letdown for a handful of plays, like, like they had two sacks on Goff today. Though sometimes Goff. I feel like it's a little too comfortable and doesn't expect the sack, so he doesn't. Right, doesn't I would do agree the with right that. There's things. one he should have got rid of, and so I think it, after like two and a half, three seconds, it's time to just get. Rid he's of like a victim of his own benefits, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like I don't, I'm not too hard on him for that because like he's used his clock is probably a bit longer than <laughs> most quarterbacks, but at the same time, he's got to get rid of that ball a couple times, right? Um, which. I'm sure he'll get better at like that's the thing. I think they're all gonna get better. Everything's gonna get better. The the communication's gonna get better. The, like guys are gonna start understanding their roles better. They're getting more battle hardened, more experienced. They're gonna they're gonna know what people are gonna do to stop them now. Like that's the thing. Like it seemed like both defenses the last couple of weeks have like we've had success, but they've had good game plans to get pressure on Jared Goff enough where it was like he was often throwing under duress even you know more than you would expect with our o line and uh yeah. 
and same with our run defense. Like they, they're they're they they're, they had good plans to stuff our box and and not leave much room for the run. So I, you know, we hit them through the air, but we need that run game to get going. So Rud Dog, uh, we're getting towards the end of the pod here. I just wanted you to take the last part of the pod here. You go in and I'll go, but I'm going to call this a segment anytime, especially the <laughs> night we record these after the game, um, where it's, you know, still fresh in our blood and our minds. Uh, but I want just really quick, uh, we're gonna call this like two minute therapy session. <laughs> uh, like, I just tell our listeners, our other fellow blue Kool Aid drinkers, why it's gonna be okay. Uh, oh, because so I, I mean, I, I'm just gonna throw out one thing first. Oh, okay. We have 15 games left. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great starting point. Like, I mean, I've been kind of laying my thoughts out on that this entire podcast. Like, it we got 15 games left. This team is, this is not about what, this is, as much as the now matters, this team is building for a bright future and and there's going to be growing pains. Uh, the talent is still obvious. Like they're going to grow from this. They're going to go back. They're going to lick their wounds. They're going to, they're going to figure out where they went wrong and they're going to build on it. And I have no doubt in my mind that this Lions team and Dan Campbell is going to have them roaring and itching to just get back yeah. to that winning feeling because you could tell man these guys were just like oh they expected to win that game even you know right they expected it and it hurt and they 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 want that winning feeling back and they're gonna they're gonna do what it takes and you know sometimes losing is the best teacher so that's what I got. Yeah, no, I would, I would completely agree. Uh, there's so much more time. Uh, it, it's a, a lot of people thought it'd be a win if we got like through this first four games, like two and two, even uh, because the schedule starts to get easier in the middle of the season when you got like the Bucks and Panthers, who, you know, Bucks are two and zero, oh, but I don't think anybody's calling them an elite team. Uh, but anyways, uh, the first month of the NFL season, especially, is just like everybody, nobody plays in the preseason. It's a lot of practice reps, so you're mm-hmm. just trying to figure out who your team is, who who is going to be in, you know, who works in the right roles at the right time. Uh, you're really getting your rhythm down. So if you can escape with a win like they did in week one, it's a huge plus. Um, and it, you know, you're going to have games like this against Seattle. Uh, but as long as it's not like last year, which we don't think it is, where the defense was historically bad, right? Uh, as long as it's not like, you know, and we, it's not that. It's not that. No, this is a better not. team. Um, and again, they had three turnovers today, and they almost won the game. They shouldn't have, but they shouldn't have been that close. Right. Again. So this team is battling still. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the crowd, uh, staying in it the whole game. Uh, and don't lose that because they're going to need it every home game this year. Uh, and they're still, ton of time ton of time left so yeah and i think a lot of line fans i think they're all smart this year they they uh they know that i'll tell you but, you know sometimes you just need it repeated a few times one good example really, is okay, especially on a monday morning when this is released <laughs> yes so enjoy your work week everybody uh, one one uh there's brighter days ahead oh yeah one good example of of what you just said about uh roles and stuff laporta I fully expect his role in the passing game to expand going forward. Oh yeah, that man showed he needs targets. 
Uh, he looks so good. Definitely, even when he's covered. He's got. He looks like a wide receiver. Like, I mean, I just think that dude is so. He's gonna be one of the best to ever Special. play the game. Like, he's gonna be in this conversation with Kelsey and Kittle because the way he plays the game is just so damn fucking explosive. Like, how many tight ends are out there making pancakes all the time? Like, he makes them multiple a game. <laughs> like, that's so fantastic. So, yeah, you put that and then the wiggle, all that. Oh my. He's probably Definitely. my brightest spot of that game, I'd say. For sure. Well, that was our first attempt at Lions therapy session. Uh, so <laughs> we hope you enjoy that segment. And we hope that's the last time we'll do it the entire season. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway. 16 and 1. Here uh, we come. <laughs> well, you had 17 and 0, right? Or do you have 16 and 1? Your prediction. I had one question mark. This is on me, guys. Sorry. I should have committed to 17 and 0 i left a a variable question mark for one game to lose potentially and i guess i i let to everyone well, there you down. go if you're gonna blame someone blame rudd dog yeah it's, it's my bad guys my bad don't point the name at the, the players who played in the it's game not david game. montgomery's fault he fumbled that ball it's my fault for correct for <laughs> predicting and leaving room for a loss but all right we're gonna wrap this up uh instagram at drinking a blue kool-aid twitter at drinking Twitter slash X at Drinking Lions. Let us know your thoughts on this game. Uh, give us Lions therapy session thoughts if you want. Uh, if you're still drinking a blue Kool-Aid, which I believe all of you are still. Um, thank you to Sideline Report. SideLionReport.com for supporting the podcast. And then thank you to our producer, Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. <laughs> all right uh hopefully we have our uh wrestling blue crew crew on post post game going forward so we have more people to do that yeah uh, <laughs> i'm um, sure it'll happen but yeah otherwise we want to thank our listeners uh for you know listening to this uh and we hope you know we gave you all all the you know Everything you wanted to hear, basically, to, on your on your Monday, uh, you know, heading into this week, because yes, there was a lot of not good, but there's a lot more ahead, a lot brighter days ahead. We still believe so. Oh yeah, a loss it sucks, but uh, as Dan Campbell said, it's a, it's a hum- they got fed a nice humble pie today, so they're humble a little bit. Maybe they're riding a little bit too high after the Chiefs win. They had ten days of maybe bliss and now it's drowned them a little bit and they're, they're going to get back to work. So this is a Dan Campbell led team. We believe they're going to get right back to work. Right. Uh, so no doubts there, but otherwise, thank you everybody for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We'll be back later this week, previewing uh, week three where the lions are hosting the Atlanta Falcon, the two and O Atlanta Falcons. So it'll be a very important game. Um, and we look forward to that conversation, but thank you everybody for listening. And last but not least, as always go, Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.